This one's from uh, user Strong Message. Hi, Mike. Do you think Ecclesiastes 3.21 should be used to determine the eschatological, if I said that word right, I always stumble over it, fate of animals? Yeah. If it should, would it be a stretch to believe that God would restore the animal spirit with the rest of creation, Romans 8, 19 through 23, similar to how he will resurrect our bodies from the earth? Thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge through your videos. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to give a tentative answer to this question. Uh, It is a challenge, but Ecclesiastes 3.21, I have even used this verse to say, hey, this may indicate the fate of animals, whether they – not whether we will see animals in uh, eternity, because I think we will, but whether or not they'll be our old pets. Like, will it be that same? You know, will it be my old cat? I I, I have cats. I love cats. I love dogs and cats and fish and everything. Okay, so I'd like to say yes. I want the answer to be yes. But I'm trying to set that aside and go with scripture here. So Ecclesiastes 3.21 says, who knows that the, this is in ASB, who knows that the breath of man ascends upward and the breath of the beast descends downward to the earth. There's a little translation question here. Is it who knows if the breath of man goes up and the breath of beast goes down? Or is it who knows that the breath of man goes up and the breath of beast goes down? I'm inclined to think that that translation is correct. I think that's more consistent with what we read in the next verse. I'll read that in a second. If that's the case, uh, Ecclesiastes, very consistent with the book itself, is complaining that there's a lot of people who aren't paying attention to the fact that humans have to be accountable to God when they die, unlike animals who simply, they go down and they, what may be implied there, they just stop existing. That man has, not that they don't have a spirit or we don't have a spirit, rather just that they're different kinds of spirits. The animal spirit just ceases to exist and the human spirit goes to face God uh, and be accountable for judgment. Now, if we look at it that way, then the end of verse 22 in in the very next verse in Ecclesiastes 3, it makes a lot of sense. It says, uh, I'll read the whole verse. I have seen that nothing is better than that a man should be happy with his activities for that is his lot for who will bring him to see what will occur after him. The concern in Ecclesiastes is with people who don't look beyond this life. Yeah, you may as well be happy with your lot because I can't get you to pay attention to the fact that you're going to face God when you die. So eat, drink, and be merry because <laughs> you're not going to pay any attention anyways. And and this is part of a, a flow for Ecclesiastes. It kind of discusses life sort of in an, in, an, in an atheistic, to use a modern term, an atheistic lifestyle. Not necessarily atheistic beliefs but an atheistic lifestyle, a lifestyle that just lives as if all there is is what's under the sun. That's the phrase we get, under the sun, as if there's nothing beyond the sun, no God who created. Um, Then he finally brings you full circle to, but we all will stand before God. Ecclesiastes teaches us that. So I think that, um, I actually think regardless of your translation here, if or that, I think you're getting the idea that animals seem to have a different kind of future and it it seems implied that there isn't a, a spirit future for the animal. I uh, I think that men do, and that's what it's trying to say. Um, the, uh, Ecclesiastes 12.7 says, the dust returns to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Speaking of Genesis, when God breathed the spirit into man, right? We all have breath of life, but he has man has a different kind of spirit being made in the image of God. So there's not really a lot on this. This is very little to base a doctrine on about the fate of animals. I have to admit that. Um, but it doesn't seem to go. It seems to weigh against and not for the idea of resurrection for animals, as opposed to just animals in heaven, which I do think is true. I, or not, I should say, in heaven. I really mean in the new creation, new heavens, when heaven and earth come together. Yeah, animals there. That seems to be the case from many different scriptures. Now, in Romans eight, 
Uh, this was the verse they, they mentioned. I'll read it to us. Let's see if it weighs in on it. Uh, the creation waits with eager longing for the sons of, for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So creation is like waiting for the new heavens and new earth, the, the recreation, the, the fixing of all things. That doesn't mean that animals who died will be resurrected. It'll be the same animal brought back though, right? Like I'm adding a lot. So I'll say this. If God's doing that, he has not made that clear in scripture. If I had to guess, my the implication is he's not doing that. But it's possible because admittedly, the Ecclesiastes text, the spirit of the animal goes down. I mean, that might yeah. just mean we don't stand, they don't, animals don't get judged as opposed to going up because that's the context of the spirit going up. It could be other things as well. Um, yeah. That's all I got. It's yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've I've um I have severely offended people by giving my <laughs> unbiblical answers <laughs> on on matters about what happens to animals when they die. Yeah. And so I I'll just state I'll just I, I apologize for anybody I offended with that, but yeah, it's 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 uh I'd like to believe that it animals are in heaven, but I, I don't see a strong I don't see a strong message there to to make a pun on this user's name. Um, <laughs> um, I, I do see the importance of of people in 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 the Bible. Um, God, God, you know, that's Jesus came. Jesus died for us. I see that very clear, clearly written. Um, and and so for that instance, you know, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to die for the people to to hear about Jesus. The animals. I hope they're there with us. I love my cats too, Mike. And it's a yeah. good thing you pick cats. For some reason, Reddit loves cats. I don't oh, know yeah. why. But I, <laughs> I, we we lost a cat a few years ago. I still I still miss her, like I do. Yeah. Like I hurt my heart, man, big time. Yeah. And I want I want to say, but I'm like in my head, it's like I try to go. Okay, take all those desires and set them aside. And let's just analyze this text. And when I do yeah. that, I go, okay, mm -hmm. it could be true, but I, I'll I'll, I'll just say this minimally. Don't say Christianity teaches this, at least. You could say it's possible God might do it, but but if nothing else, at least leave it just as a question because there's no clear teaching in Scripture that this will happen. And I I can be hopeful about it, and I'd like it very much. <laughs> yeah. And maybe God will surprise us with that. C.S. Lewis thought that this would take place. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Hmm. C.S. Lewis isn't Jesus. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. I respect him. I like him a lot. But, but um, sometimes our theology can come out of uh, the things that we feel we need. And perhaps when we're in God's comforts and when we, we're so close to God that he is the light for us and we're, we're so comforted, he's wiped every tear away, perhaps then we'll be at peace with the ones we've lost, even our pets. And maybe that'll be the answer. Yeah. 